It is a joy to welcome you this morning. And I want to begin by saying that we have an amazing ministry at this church through our summer intern program. I think each year it gets better, and uh, they really anchor us in our summer calendar in all sorts of ways, and, and in mostly ways that we never actually um, get to see very much. And, and it's been that case this week, even while our interns were divided and some were up at Wilderness Trail with Keith, there were others stuck here in the wilderness with me. And, um, and they pull us through some amazing times. So I am really excited to have uh, Catherine Patton here, who's going to share a little bit about her life and her journey in this ministry. Good morning. My name is Catherine Patton. I'm an intern here. Um, this is actually my second year as an intern, and I feel super lucky to be working with such amazing people. Um, I've been a part of this church community for a long time now, starting with our youth group, my sixth grade year, and I immediately felt so much love and acceptance from people that I didn't even know, which is why I've chosen to return after leaving for college. FUMC has taught me so much about what community is and means, and has given me confidence and security that I don't believe I could find anywhere else. Through summer trips like Mission Trip and Wilderness Trail, I've grown in my faith and made lifelong friends and memories. And I love attending these trips as a leader to see the kids go through the same experiences that I have, all while still learning new things about myself. It's an exciting thing for me to know that the work I do positively affects my church family that I love so much. And I love working with new friends that I've grown up with and new friends that I've never met. The adults here have watched us grow and learn, and they have always been here to support us and working with them is a great experience as well. There are many ways in which FUMC has positively impacted my life. I'm just happy to be here giving back to the people who have done so much for me. Thank you. Thank you, Catherine. There are a few things I wanna call our attention to in the life of this church. Um, first off, we received over 230 pairs of shoes last week that will all go um, into possession of children who need them here in Haywood County. Um, simple thing like a pair of shoes and how it can change a life. There were so many of them and so many were brand new and I appreciate those who organized this ministry and all of you who participated in it last week. Also, we had um, upwards of about 150 people on Thursday come to the church to donate the gift of blood, um, giving the gift of life to a stranger. It's been an amazing week. Coming up this week, a few notes. Uh, the church will be closed on Wednesday for the observance of the 4th. This afternoon, the Swannanoa Chamber Series um, has their first concert here at the church at 3 p.m. Nicholas Tamanga, countertenor, being joined by string quartet and piano. It'll be a wonderful program. If you want tickets at the discounted rate of $20, you need to purchase those after the service this morning. And so Sylvia Everett will be in the narthex over here um, outside these doors, and she'll be able to, uh, to get you um, a ticket. As we transition our hearts and minds to prayer, I wanted to say simply that um, uh, the, the bulletin was organized early in the week on Monday and Tuesday, and it occurred to me this morning how much we had responded to the nautical themes of the gospel lesson, um, our call to worship, the opening hymn, Eternal Father, Strong to Save, which is the naval hymn. 
And I mentioned this because I served five years in Annapolis, and I think we sing those words and um, with many congregations in the Annapolis area this morning. Good morning. Our Old Testament lesson today comes from the appointed scriptures for, the, for this day. Oftentimes, there is a, a psalm appointed for the day, but sometimes we get some poetry from other parts of scripture, and today is such a day. Hear now our reading from the book of Job. Then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind and said, Who is this that darkens my counsel by words without knowledge? Gird up your loins like a man, and I will question you, and you shall declare to me. Tell me, where were you when I laid the foundation of the earth? Tell me if you have understanding. Was it you who determined its measurements? Surely you must know. Or who stretched the line upon it? Tell me, on what were its bases sunk? Was it you who laid its cornerstone when the morning songs sang together and all the heavenly beings shouted for joy? Or who shut in the sea with doors when it burst out from the womb? When I made the clouds its garments and thick darkness its swaddling band, where were you? And prescribed bounds for it and set bars and doors and said to the waters, Thus far shall you come and no farther, and here shall your proud waves be stopped. Where were you? Here ends our reading. Would you please stand with me for the reading of our gospel? A familiar Jesus story from the Gospel of Mark. On that day, when evening had come, he said to them, Let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd behind, they took him with them in the boat, just as he was. Other boats were with him. A great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so that the boat was already being swamped. But he was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. And they woke him up and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? He woke up and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. Then the wind ceased, and there was a dead calm. He said to them, Why are you afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great awe and said to one another, Who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? This is the word of God for the people of God. You may be seated. I think it was about 64 of us who left the church parking lot on Monday morning in, in vans and, and pulling a, a big trailer uh, with all of our backpacks. And we drove for about three hours um, into the uh, uh, Virginia mountains where we arrived at the Wilderness Trail property there. And we 
rather excitedly uh, offloaded our stuff and put our sleeping bags in these um, little lean-to type sheds where we anxiously uh, awaited sleeping on plywood that night. (laughs) And then we all gathered in the lodge, and there were about 150 people for the Wilderness Trail experience. Um, almost half of them from our church, but there were some groups from Boone, from Raleigh, I think uh, a group or two from Florida. And after a a little bit of uh, opening and worship time, we were divided into our hiking groups, the the group of 10 that we would be spending the week with in the woods. So I was assigned to um, Mikey and and, uh, uh, Bailey's group. Uh, Mikey was the Wilderness Trail staff and Bailey was the junior staff. And Um, I uh, got to be with seven others from our church. Uh, Lucy, who is uh, one of our summer interns, and John Patrick, and Addie, and and Annika, and and Hannah, and Mallory, and Taylor. And um, we began as a hiking group to to get to know each other. And they took us down to this one shed, and we sat down in a circle in the the pine needles under two big pine trees, and... um, they, they got out the group stuff, the, the things that we were going to need to share in our backpacks, you know, to share the load and things like the gas for the stove and, you know, someone carries the macaroni and someone carries the summer sausages, which were amazing, by the way, um, the, the lentils and the rice, you know, the food. Um, someone had to carry the saw, an extra tarp, um, that sort of thing. So we, we had those to put in our, into our backpacks and then we all went to the to another shed where we got our personal food. And that's where we got our little packets of oatmeal and grits and um, you know, little fruit cups and granola bars. And then we had a, a, a time of worship after dinner up in the lodge. And we sang some crazy songs and then we sang some serious songs and we began to think about uh, what are all of those things that we need to leave behind. Watches weren't allowed, uh, cell phones and, and other um, types of technology and devices were not allowed. But this was going a little bit deeper. Like, What did we just really need to leave behind? And so then we processed, all 150 of us plus the staff at Wilderness Trail, out of the lodge and up this gravel road to the top of this mountain. And they said, on your way to the top of the mountain, we want you to find a rock. Uh, So some in the group chose rather small rocks. And you can imagine some maybe middle school boys really thinking they should grab a big rock. And that this rock was to represent um, a burden that we were carrying. And so we get to the, to the top of this mountain, and there's an altar there. It's a stone altar, the granite top. And right behind it is this just gigantic cross and this spectacular view of the mountains. And around the base of this cross are just thousands upon thousands of rocks that we learned were the rocks that had been dropped at the foot of this cross for the last three or four decades. And so we left our burdens there. And then we had an opportunity to kneel at this, at this altar where the communion table was set. And as a hiking group, we got to share and serve communion with each other. And then uh, there were just gigantic blue tarps on the ground. And uh, after we were finished communion, we, we sat on this blue tarp and I looked up at the the sky as I felt the wind starting to increase and the sky as the clouds were moving in was getting darker and then the rain started 
It was kind of, it was kind of a, a lovely rain <laughs> to start with. Um, yeah, exactly. So I want you to imagine 150 people sitting on these blue tarps in a rain, like probably one of those rains where you're like, I don't know that I've ever been sitting outside in a rain this hard. And watching the communion elements just be drenched with this rain. And us just sitting on these blue tarps that are collecting water. And I, I seriously was just looking around saying, okay, any moment now, a responsible leader is going to say, okay, y'all, run for cover. <laughs> Nobody did. Instead, one of the camp staff, Avery, just calmly got up and stood in front of us. And she began to talk. And she told us about Jesus. And she began to prepare us for um, this wild journey that was ahead of us. <laughs> she just barely acknowledged the wind and the rain around us. And so with the closing prayer, we all were just completely soaked, hiking down this mountain, uh, feeling somewhat excited about sleeping on plywood. <laughs> At 6 a.m., we woke up just in time to grab a piece of bacon and to throw our backpacks in the van that would take us to the trailhead. And so. Um, we started at McQueen's Gap. It was on Forest Road, number 69. And uh, it, it was still kind of rainy, but it was like one of those where, is this the fog that's misting us, or is, this, is it really raining? So we went ahead and we covered our backpacks with the trash bags. You know, you learn a lot of little tricks um, about how to keep dry. And we circled up for our prayer. And there was a lot of energy in our, in our hiking group circle. I mean, there was still, I think, some hope that we might uh, actually uh, ha have a, a sunny day. Well, so we're, we're going along the Appalachian Trail, and, and after a while, this, this misty rain uh, turns to regular rain. And that wasn't all that bad, but, but then the regular rain turned into, you know that kind of rain that you only ever want to enjoy when you're inside the house? with coffee and a good book and a candle for when the power goes out. It was that kind of rain. And I guess one good thing you could say about it was it, it helped to hide our tears because I'm sure that all of us were crying. Um, there were some of us who were very homesick. You know, that kind of homesick that makes you nauseous and that brings tears. There were some of us that were afraid uh, there, were, there were some of us that were seriously looking for that safe place that we could hunker down and, and get through this storm. It was that kind of storm. All of us were drenched. And, and all of us, I think, had lost hope, any hope that we had had for, you know, that vision of sitting around the campfire uh, to roast the, uh, the marshmallows that John Patrick had brought along for us. It was interesting to watch our group through this. The Appalachian Trail literally became the Appalachian River. I mean, I'm not kidding you. The water was up to my ankles as we hiked and sloshed through it, up steep inclines and down uh, uh, the steep on the other side. But the rain stopped, uh, kind of just in time. I should, let me just say, the rain paused. The rain paused in time for us to, to get our camp set up. Uh, we actually were able to, to build a, a fire and we got to, to roast the marshmallows and uh, get into dry sleeping bags before the rain came again. 
I, I hiked near the back most of the time. And uh, it was funny to me how, how, how Addie uh, was just constantly asking questions. And I decided it was kind of the, the wilderness trail version of are we there yet? Because she, she would say, Mikey, how, how many miles have we hiked? Or Mikey, how many miles until we get to camp? I mean, it was just kind of constant. And Mikey would always say, Addie, you need to trust the process. Just trust the process. And then I, I hiked at the front of the group some. And I laughed again because uh, Taylor was at, fr- at the front, um, which is where she would be because she's very competitive. Um, and she was, she was asking the questions too. Hers was more like, I, I, I want to know what time it is. Um, what time is it? And, and she would also you know, say, um, you know, how many miles till camp? I, I, I feel like we're almost there. Are we there yet? And again, Mikey was just consistent with, Taylor, just, just trust the process. It, it seems to me that that's what Jesus is saying to his disciples. You know, he asked them, where, where's your trust? We just need to trust. That's hard sometimes, though. The next day we were in fog, just complete fog. And it, it lasted, I think, most of the day, well into the afternoon at least. And so, we're, so we're hiking through these rhododendron tunnels that I just love, but, but they were just filled with fog, and you could see the fog at the, at the end of it, and, and it, it was, to me, just quite beautiful, although sometimes some of the kids would be like, this is quite creepy <laughs> and scary. And you, come, you get to that place where you know that, that it's been cleared out and you can, you, there's just some spectacular view of the mountains, uh, but we weren't able to see it. Um, we didn't have any clue where we were going, but Mikey did. Mikey knew exactly where we were going, and he knew what time it was, and he knew where the camp was. At lunch on day three, um, we, we paused at, at, a, at a place on the trail, and um, again, I, I was just amazed at this happy little group uh, sharing their food. Like, both John Patrick and Mallory gave me one of those little packs of, of tuna, and so, like, I had, I shared half of the hickory smoke from the Lucy, and we're just there eating the tuna and our crackers and our food, and they're sharing their candy, and... Um, but the shoes came flying off because everything's still wet. You know, our shoes and our socks, they're just, we're just still really damp. And, and so, and we're dirty and we're bleeding. And there's these, these feet, you know, up into the air in, you know, into Mike's face because he had, Mikey had the, the first aid kit. And I'm watching him just hold these dirty feet and, and tape up these blisters and put whatever it was he put on the poison ivy. And in, in the midst of, of all of this struggle and pain, uh, there was just this, this great joy. And on day four, Mikey and Bailey, our leaders, they led us through the mountains. And uh, on a beautiful sunny day, uh, we rounded the curve and began to descend. Uh, and we, we could begin to see uh, the Watauga Dam Lake. And it was stunning, the way that the sun would hit on the water. And as we got, you know, closer, just kept going down and down and winding around, and you could start to hear the boats and uh, hear voices of people, uh, we saw it. He had kept this secret 
until the right moment. Uh, and he pointed out this beach. He says, that's where we're going. He says, we're going to spend the day there. And I think it was at about that point that Mallory said, I want to take the point. And she literally just ran us to the beach. <laughs> and we got there about lunchtime, and everybody got out their ramen noodles, and we decided to do a group pot of ramen noodles. And so we boiled the water and uh, had about 12 packs of ramen noodles, and we ate them together at these picnic tables surrounded by our pretty nasty backpacks and wet shoes and socks. And we swam. We just swam in the lake. It was amazing. At one point, this man who had been hiking, uh, picnicking with his family came, comes up to me and he says, you know, I noticed you guys and I've been, I've been in, in the wilderness and on trail and um, he was like, uh, we, just, we just, you know, had this for lunch as he hands me this, this holds out this pizza box. He says, there's half a pizza in here and it's, it's, it's just really good. I thought you might, guys might like it. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> so we, we sat around the picnic table and we ate this, this pizza. And one of the things that happens on trail is at the end of each day and at the campfire, as we're praying together, um, before we pray, we, we just go around the circle and we say, what, what were the, what, what the call, there's a story behind this, what, what you call your little foxes. What are those little things that, that caused you to struggle or that discouraged you? or that were kind of on the, the negative side of things that might have made you want to quit. And then after that, there's like, okay, so what's the holy ground? Where did you see God? What was that holy place? And so you know that night <laughs> when we got to holy ground, it was a unanimous, it was pizza. Um, <laughs> and so we played cards, and we were just sharing life together in this place. And then I, I said to the group, I said, you know, I'm, I'm uh, preaching on Sunday morning back home. And I said, I'd, I'd love for you guys to help me write my sermon. And so I read them our text. And, and I, I read it a second time. And I told them, I was like, you know, we, we've been looking at this text for a few weeks as a staff. And we've just been calling this the Wilderness Trail, the Wilderness Trail Sermon. And I just, I just, want, I just want to know what you all think about it. Well, as you can guess, everybody, almost at the same time... Um, immediately acknowledged the storms that we had been through and how we resonated with this sense of being swamped uh, and, and maybe even of our ability to make it out safely. But then John Patrick said, you know, the disciples went to Jesus and, and they woke him up. And we need to do that too sometimes. And then Annika said, well, God is always in the boat with us. Regardless of how bad it gets, God is in the boat with us. And then Lucy, our summer intern, she, she quoted scripture. She goes, I think there's a scripture that goes something like, you know, the storms come at night, but joy comes in the morning. And Lucy says, storms come to all of us, but morning comes. Jesus comes. What struck me when I read this very familiar story, that if you're like me, you've, you've heard for a long, long time, this story of Jesus calming the storm, something that I had never seen before, as Mark tells it, and leaving the crowd behind, they took him with them in the boat, just as he was. And I thought, what an interesting thing to, to write. They took Jesus into the boat with them, just as he was. And I thought, you know, it's like that for us. We're invited to, to, to bring Jesus into the boat with us. That's the beginning of, of our discipleship journey. 
But it's the just as he was Jesus. Not the Jesus I want, Jesus. And I'm convinced there's a, dis- there's a difference. I mean, I want the happy Jesus who says, let the little children come to me. You know? Not always the angry Jesus who turns over tables at injustice. I think sometimes it's, it's just easier to be quiet. I want the Jesus who multiplies the bread and the fish, you know, who sits at the banquet table and feasts with his friends. Not always the Jesus who says, if you want to follow me, then you need to give all of your stuff away to the poor and then come with me. And I wondered about the disciples who literally brought Jesus into their boat. Don't you think that they were wanting the King Jesus? The Jesus who the prophet said would sit on a throne of sorts and would restore the kingdom that David once had, which would mean that no longer would the Romans have power and control and there would be freedom and God's people, the Israelites, would be restored. They wanted the King Jesus, maybe not so much the cross Jesus. On the very last night, before we come out of the woods, uh, is when we reveal our secret buddy. We had a secret buddy on this hiking trip. And the, the idea is um, that all along the way, you're secretly going to help this person. And at the end, um, you give a gift. And so it's a, it's a, maybe it's something that you brought with you. Uh, maybe it's something that you find. Maybe it's something that you're able to make or create while you're on the trail. And, and so um, on the last night, that's what we did. We revealed who our, our secret buddy was, and we said a few things, and then we gave the gift. And we, everybody took a turn doing that. And then when, that, you know, when the gift giving was over, then we were invited to just give a hug, you know, like one of those hold on for a second hugs. So I want you to think about that for a second. There were a lot of the kids in our group decided to, to not bring a change of clothes, or at least they didn't change into them if they did. You know, so we were all smelling pretty ripe. And it just didn't seem to matter. And then after that, Mikey and Bailey, who are our leaders from Wilderness Trail, invited me to, to go with them. And they, they had our cooking pot that had all the ramen noodles in it for our lunch. It was full of water. And we went out into this kind of open pasture area. And one at a time, the kids came. And they sat down in the little camp chair that we had brought with us. And we took off their shoes. And some of them had been just been wearing the sandals. I want you just to imagine these feet. And we, we washed them. I helped wash these feet. And some of them were covered with Band-Aids and duct tape. There were cuts from briars and bruises. There was poison ivy. And just one at a time, we just washed these really nasty feet, like even got in between the toes as we affirmed them and proclaimed God's love for them and saw the possibility in them. And I was just overwhelmed. beautiful feet just as they were and I think as we come to communion it's 
important for us to remember not only that we need to invite the just as he was Jesus, but that that's how God receives us, just as I am, warts and all, my blisters, my cuts, my poison ivy, my dirt. God welcomes me and embraces me. And you too. But I also think it's not just as I am, it's just as we are as a church. You know, on trail, I, I experience what we've been talking about a lot these weeks leading up to today is that we're better together. It's better when we're together. And so I saw kids helping each other with their packs. We heard a story when we got back of, of another uh, girl in our group who, um, she's really small, and she borrowed her aunt's backpack, and the backpack was twice her size. It was just too full. And so by lunch on the first day, she just couldn't go anymore with this pack. And so someone else in her group not only carried their pack, but carried her pack too. And they took turns until they were able to, to get to a place and, and, um, and rework things out. But not only did, did we lift each other's burden and load, uh, but we also lifted each other's spirits and we sang songs and we encouraged one another. We, we shared our Jolly Ranchers and our Fruit Gushers. And it was quite amazing. And so we come to this table today, not only with our individual warts, but our collective ones too. I think sometimes it's easy for us as a group to, to just be quiet, to take the, the easy trail. So maybe as a group, we need to experience something of God's mercy and God's forgiveness. Uh, this gift uh, that is uh, the life of Jesus represented in this place, offered to all of us. My prayer is, that we'll be able to come and that God will do God's great things. Amen.